Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. SliceOnBroadway.com. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash AwesomeCast. It's time to get geeky talk tech. It is the awesome cast. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter. Your master of ceremonies here for all the geekiness in Pittsburgh, PA. I got a crew with me today, including Katie Dudas, back in the studio, fresh off of a vacation. Vacation. Ready to go on another vacation. Yay, more vacation. <laughs> At Dutters on the Twitter. Hi. Of course, behind the Scarehouse podcast, Scarehouse Weekly. Scarehouse, Scarehouse, Scarehouse. Come on. It's, it's coming up soon. Yo, it's coming up real yes. soon. Yes, yes. You're going to yes. hear a lot about it. Yes. Um, Sorry. Uh, yes, of course. And also with us from Studio C. He told Siri to turn on his lights. It's John Chichilla at Chillatech.net. How's it going today? Hey. 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 Hey, Podcast Land. Hello, Podcast Land. Well, like I said, this is the Awesome Cast. It's awesomecast.net. If you want to subscribe to this or the interview series, that should, should be spinning up here once again in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to uh, what we have lined up there uh, to be uh, dropping into that feed. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun with that. Uh, we're actually going to get to recordings next week. So hopefully maybe we'll uh, play with it. Maybe a live stream, Facebook Live it or something on location. That's right. We're not doing it in the studio. I'm going other places to interview people for the show. And I'm hoping it. Hopefully it's a better show for it. We'll see. Um, but you can subscribe to the show uh, there at AwesomeCast.net. Like I said, uh, follow us at AwesomeCast on the Twitter, uh, AwesomeCast on the Facebook. I'm going to delete Google Plus from the notes because we don't do that anymore. Um, and like I said, subscribe and rate us YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, or here live every Tuesday at live.sorgatronmedia.com. In the chat room, like our friends Wheels and Kraus and whoever else stops by through the evening, we appreciate you guys joining us live and giving us a good vibe as we talk tech through the night and get geeky. Also, we're, we're also uh, replayed on every Thursday, 8 a.m., after Funny Money on RiversEdgePGH.com. Uh, go listen. Go listen to them now if you're catching this, especially on Wednesday morning or, 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 or Tuesday night. Um, they're about to hit a station record for listens for the month. Uh, they're, they're, they're just a little bit away from it, so looking forward to that. And the, play, the, the that group is ever-growing, and it's great to see also, a big thanks to our friends at the uh, uh, from our Patreon, patreon.com slash awesomecast, including Thistle C Business Development up there in Cranberry, PA, at Thistle C on the Twitter, and Mike Fedor at Mike Fedor's Show on the Twitter. Check them out. Thank them for supporting the show. And you can, too, over at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Become our boss. They're uh, both at the, the $5 level, the executive producer level. If you found value in the show, 
uh, you can contribute to it there. If you want to us to uh, actually, if you want us to talk about your thing in the show, if you want something you want to get the word out on, we have uh, some kind of advertiser level uh, 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 levels there, and uh, and and we're looking forward. If, and you have any questions about that, hit us up on any of the um, contact pages or anything, and we or or at Sorgatron on Twitter, and we'll we'll kind of explain that too. So let's get into our awesome things of the week. Looks like we're getting very social media y at the uh, beginning of this. Uh, let's go ahead and start with you, Katie. Uh, this story is uh, Snapchat. If, or, I'm sorry, Snapchat. I just read Snapchat. That's what that comes in my mouth. Well, I was talking about stories. So, Instagram stories was a big thing we talked about a couple weeks ago that uh, you're able to do a lot of Snapchat type things in Instagram now with uh, temporary stories, videos, and photos. And now they're going to allow you to explore in Instagram stories. So what that is, is if your friends are very boring and they're not offering you very good stories to watch, then you can explore and find other options. It, which is very, very interesting to me, at least for this, is the talk about that their explore option. I don't know if you ever looked at Instagram. There's the explore option where you can look either based on what people or other people are looking at, other popular things. Uh, they have, they said one fifth or a hundred million people visit it every day. That's one fifth of the users on Instagram visit the explore. Wow. Daily. I, I keep forgetting it's there and get there by accident. Yeah, it's there. I do, I do the same thing. Um, but that's, that, that's why one-fifth of them visit, because they accidentally <laughs> tapped. What is this thing? I'm going to click this And a button. fifth of them actually meant to be there. Yeah, so it's actually one <laughs> Um So what's cool is, one, you're kind of getting a, a peek into Instagram's numbers a little bit more, because there's the 500 million monthly users, which is insane, and this is why it's overtaken Twitter, if you're still kind of wondering about that. And then, uh, but explore, people really just like to look at pictures that um, are interesting to them that don't necessarily fall into their normal friends or rotation. And they use, similar to Facebook, they use an algorithm. So it's not just popularity. It's more of, you know, what they think you're going to like. So they, now you'll be able to tell if Instagram really knows you. And when they start posting stories that you're actually interested in versus ones that you're just like, what is this? I'm already finding some stuff I'm really interested in. It's, mm-hmm. it's wrestling related, by the way. So No so. way. But yeah, I, I will. I, I'll actually say the insta f- from an Instagram perspective, um, I tend to search Instagram and uh, and I look at those areas to look at trends much more than I look at that type of content on Twitter or mm-hmm. look at hashtags or anything like that. So I will say, and maybe it's just because Twitter's a little more graphical and it's kind of like flipping through a magazine or a photo album for me. It's kind of like I can quickly scroll and, and look for things that might be of interest to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think their sourcing is pretty darn good. Um, also, I, I feel like their, their users take kind of a different angle and have definitely make things pop and, and make you want to look at them. Mm-hmm. I wish Snapchat's, curation and search was as good as Instagram. Yeah. Cause it's just not, I, I a lot of times it, it's, I, I don't find the things that I want to see on Snapchat. It's just kind of like, Oh, that's interesting. It's more my friends mm-hmm. are doing, but beyond that, I, I'm not, I don't find myself dabbling as much in their curated content. I'm really, it's, it's really tough. Cause I, I, I've now found myself for a good, like few months. I was, I was in that Snapchat kind of ecosystem with a lot of friends um, and then in the Instagram stories came and I just went all in on that. Um, but I, I also find myself just not taking the time, unfortunately, to check out everybody else's stories as much as I used to. Um, I'm just not in an explore, exploration phase, I guess. Um, 
the one time that I do find exploring, especially on Instagram, is during like Comic Cons or Ooh, yeah. those type of big events mm-hmm. with a really good hashtag. I'm, when it comes to those kind of things, I'm more interested in the Instagram posts, the pictures, the video clips versus Twitter seems to be a lot more text and single photo related. Um, that's where I really like grabbing like Wizard World Philly or Wizard World Chicago, grab their hashtags and actually throw them into Instagram and, and finding content that way. I'm just peeking at my explore now and the things that they have kind of pulled up for me make sort of make sense. Like the first one is cats. Uh, the second one is celebrities, which, okay. Bakers, Kawhi. And then we get into boxers, like as both in the sport and bottoms and <laughs> unusual pets. Or, or I was thinking dogs. Well, no, I didn't, there's not even any dogs. It's just bottoms and fighters. Unusual pets, which is not very is not curated very correctly. Let me tell you, there's some very obscene pictures. Uh, ice cream and Bengal cats. <laughs> Breakfast. So they're kind of hitting some things, but some of these things are kind of way off. I'm like, what did I like or watch or look at before to get some of these items? I guess if nothing else, you get to see how the how this particular technology views you. Right, because I mean they're getting that 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 point where they're 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 pulling a lot of that data, like um like Facebook. You know, I wouldn't say it's kind of it's probably more skewed a different way. Like you look for different things on Pinterest than you do on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so so you're going to get maybe this is the place where I look at uh, you know Comic Con pictures as opposed to maybe a lot of other networks, and now that just that just loots you into everything geeky that they could possibly throw at you on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. So uh, it's still growing. I, I don't know. How you guys? I, do you feel like? Do you feel like that people have had a choice now? Like, has that hurt Snapchat? Are you noticing less activity amongst your circle, Katie? I'm noticing a lot. I used to get a lot more snaps, and then now it's pretty much non-existent. At least targeted towards me. And then when I look in stories, there's really not a whole ton of stories where it used to be a lot more mm-hmm. things going on. And I've seen a lot of people kind of migrate to one or the other and not both. Right, right. Because you, you can't, it feels weird to duplicate yeah. at this point. It's like, no, you got you to gotta pick a team. Are you yeah. team Snapchat or your team Instagram? Because now they're, they're, they're related. And, and I think Instagram kind of wins because it's, there's more to it. Like, in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was this other thing, too. Oh, oh, and I can do that Snapchat thing here? Well, then I'm going to go back to Instagram. And, uh, and it brings more awareness to that. And I find myself posting more pictures because of it. Because I'm not leaving that and, and spending that time somewhere else. So, it'll be interesting to see where this goes from here. Meanwhile, bum, bum, bum. meanwhile, uh, on the other side of the Snapchat Instagram fence... Or geofence, as it might be, right, Chilla? Oh, definitely. So, so Snapchat, and this is actually something I think that that could definitely be beneficial. And this, to me, this this would pull me over to Snapchat, especially if I'm an event. So, Snapchat released an update for iOS today, um, and with their update, they they allow you to pin text. Um, to areas they kind of used to give you the bar. They allow for some rich text stuff with underline and bold versus just their typical text and large large white text. Um, What I thought was cool was not only from the website, and it sounded like it was a pretty cumbersome 
uh, process to get your own geo filters and, and pictures in there. Um, they have the, you have the ability to create custom geo filters. Uh, geo filters, from my understanding, costs or start at about five dollars, depending on location, time of day, and how long you want them um, to exist. Um, but I thought it was a pretty nifty idea to allow you to create that um, from the site, and I've heard that you can also create them right from the app. Um, I thought it, I thought it would be awesome for um, a, a, like opening events for certain venues, um, even if certain bands were playing at certain venues, um, kickoffs for um, different places. I, I could just definitely see this um, weddings. Um, I think it's a really, really great idea. Um, and I really think it could bring a lot of revenue in for them. Um, they made some other minor changes where you can, it, it, they kind of changed the way the, the um, lenses work. I think you can simply tap on the face instead of tapping and holding. But the thing that really caught my eye was the, the, the geo filters and kind of um, thing for, for pod camp. If we, if you could throw easily quickly and for hopefully relatively inexpensively create a lot of uh, additional filters in there and other people could contribute to the filters. I think, I think it's a really cool idea and, and really differentiates them um, from the, from the other companies like Instagram. I like it. Yeah. It, it's not as cumbersome to get into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that accessibility is going to help them a whole lot. Yeah. I, I like the idea of like birthday parties, weddings, like this is something that you could do just like kind of on your own. Right. Well, and I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Could you see like Scarehouse doing it for like opening night, like getting people out there and having custom, custom stuff out, geo filters out there? I, I don't know. I could, I could definitely see. Even if you were having a party with a bunch of friends and everybody was into Snapchat, I think throwing your own custom party geo filter out there, it'd be worth five bucks to me. Mm-hmm. Certainly, I like it. I think I don't know. I think it's to be a lot. I like the the fact that it's the app within the app as opposed to when we had to. If you've ever had to create one, it's, it's something where you, it's a little bit of a challenge, and mm-hmm. you have to submit it. But this is just easy peasy. Was it was this something that you could make in Photoshop before and then import it? I mean, there's probably like a lot of specs to that or there something, are specs, right? Yeah, yeah, fun specs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not terrible. It's just if you're not skilled, it's a little bit of a pain. And this is like boop 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 done. This is something that the graphics department does. Right. This isn't necessarily like Joe Schmo does, right? Mm-hmm. But this is their ability to to let Joe Schmo do it. So I think it's awesome. All right, my thing is not social media so much. Um so I'm an Xbox user and and being an Xbox user, I haven't had a PlayStation since the PlayStation two. But uh, I was really, really kind of excited to see, although I'm not entirely sure if I have a PC that'll be able to run this that's not also running a studio. Or I'm going to have to throw boot camp on a Mac in order to do this. Uh, now that I'm looking at the specs. But uh, PlayStation Now, a streaming gaming service, kind of think on live. And I think Gaikai was the other one. I think that's the one they actually bought that became the service. Uh, their, their streaming uh, service launches on PC uh, today, actually. Now, this is the service where you pay um, uh, you know, monthly. You can pay $20 a month or you can pay $100 for the entire 12 months of access to this. And it, it's, it's basically, uh, I saw it written somewhere as, yeah, but it's right here on the, uh, uh, the Verge article. Uh, it's kind of like a Netflix for games. And uh, they are, they, 
basically the yearly subscription is a limited thing for now. Uh, so you can play mostly PlayStation 3 games are included on this. Um, stuff like the, the Tomb Raider reboot, um, Borderlands, uh, Harmony of Despair, Castlevania. And uh, as I'm going through the site, it appeared that... I'm going to go back to their thing. Like, like Titles like No Man's Land, Uncharted, uh, you know, things that you can't get on Xbox anywhere else um, are, are, are available on this. Now, you know, again, not not being in the PlayStation Three, there are t- certainly games on the PlayStation uh, that I'd love to play. Metal Gears, you know, Metal Gear Four, you know, the ones I mentioned, Uncharted, uh, and stuff. This is a nice option. Um, previous to this, there was a PlayStation TV that did this for about a hundred bucks. You can get this machine and it'll stream these games if you pay for the service. Um, I think this is a cool, interesting way to do this instead of letting things kind of gather on your shelves, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as it is with the Xbox, I'm probably about 50-50 on games I, I own physically and games that I've purchased digitally, not including all the games for gold that I have, I've, I've amassed over the couple of years of that program That for, for a system I don't even own yet in the Xbox One. Um, and I think we're probably at that point where you know what we saw with OnLive that kind of was questionable um, works even better with the way internet is uh, these days. Uh, so I, I think it's a pretty cool option for this. And what I'm kind of looking at, it's like maybe if I uh, want to dive into that uh, PlayStation back catalog, um, it'd be worth uh, $20 a month. Play that. Play through the games you want to play and you're done, right? Or hopefully you'll find other things and it just becomes a, oh, is it on a thing? Let me Let, let me check it out. You know, having those games on Games for Gold have been amazing because I'm playing a lot of stuff that I haven't explored. You know, including a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of indie games are actually popping up on there. Um, so I think it's pretty cool and kind of an interesting way to um, kind of repackage those as opposed to Nintendo that piecemeals. Okay, you're going to have Super Mario Brothers on this system, and then you're going to wait for it and pay for it again on this system, and then you're going to buy that mini NES thing and buy it again there. Um, you know, PlayStation is kind of bundling them all together, so I think that's pretty cool. So, PlayStation Now, go check it out. If anyone is using PlayStation Now, let me know uh, their thoughts on the service because um, I'm kind of curious about how how it runs. You know, and, and they see any problems, any any kind of starting. Because I worry about because it it's streaming from you know a server um, and responding to your gameplay over the internet. You know, and I'd be kind of curious if you do notice lag every once in a while. You know, when you're playing now something fast like God of War or something, right? So, be interesting like that. I'm gonna get a hands-on on it. I thought it was pretty cool that they have a dongle there that you can you can grab a PlayStation Four controller, Dual Shock, and hook that up. There, there's a lot of different ways to get your gameplay on. The one thing that I was surprised when you mentioned that there was there was no Mac support. I know the dongle does support Mac. I don't know if you have to yeah. necessarily be running Windows on your Mac for that that dongle to work, but. I thought it was a really good way to bridge the gap too, and bring the the native gameplay feel of even the controller along with you. So kudos to them. I know Xbox has done this as well with, with their newer controller and some add-ons that you could put in the past, but I, I think it definitely helps, helps bring those players along as well as bring new players um, to the different systems. So, so if you like enough games, is it going to cause you to, Oh, I want to continue this next one. Oh, it's on the the PS4. Uh, I'm going to have to pick up one of those and 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 continue to play. Right, it kind of gets you into it. It also gets you 
a reason to get into their their exclusive properties too. Um, there is a seven day trial if you do want to try this out. Again, I kind of recommend that to make sure it does work with your internet configuration that your computer is fast enough to do it. Like I said, I don't think I really don't even think the PC I have is like oh I know this one, but we're kind of using Wirecast on it, so I'm not going to be playing PlayStation on it. But, I was uh, I was surprised that it, I mean the the minimum specs are. Core i3, 2 gigahertz, and 2 gig of RAM. <laughs> and we're not, we're not oh, that's talking not bad. crazy a, equipment here. I must have been. I must have been oh, oh. So, oh. So. Somehow we got uh, unmuted or on, on, on something. Yeah, it was feeding back. Um, I, I also think, uh, uh, I got my thought now. Um, I, I must have been looking at the high-end specs because I thought I was going to need a 3.5 uh, gigahertz computer. So, uh no, that 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 actually does kind of kind of work in. Realize Real- you're, you're streaming. You're streaming. Heck, okay, we're gonna cut that. I off. see. I see one of you. I see one of you muting and unmuting. Yeah, I, I, I saw that, and I'm not entirely sure why. Actually, I might have my my arm on the keyboard, and that was triggering it. But we just killed <laughs> it off. You can't see me. Chilla can't see me now. So, no. uh, we'll, we'll we'll work that out here. Um, but no, it'll be interesting to try out. All right, guys. You know, this is uh, AwesomeCast 314, uh, AwesomeCast Pie. We don't have pie per se, but we do have, as we determine, pizza pie here in the studio, as we do from our good friends at Slice on Broadway. So I want to give them a shout out. They've been supporting Pittsburgh Podcasting with Pepperoni Pizza for quite a while now here in Beachview on Broadway Avenue, of course, along the tracks here, a main street down in Carnegie, PA, and uh, PNC Park. Home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I've been seeing so many pictures of the PNC Park location lately. Um, it's it's been pretty incredible. I'm glad that a lot of people, a lot, a lot more people, are exposed to the slice experience, and hopefully that means it's going to bring them out to these other locations as well. Uh, especially as things are kind of growing up here. Taste of Beachview is uh, two series away. If you're kind of curious about slice or or any of these other places around here, I understand there's a certain um, uh, baked goods company called Bite Me. People should check out. Um, that's going to be a part of that taste of beach view. Um, just, uh, look that up on Facebook. I know there's a group for there for, for that to, to, to get details, but check out our friends. They'll be a part of it. Slice on Broadway, slice on Broadway.com, PGH underscore slice on the Facebook and slice on Broadway on no PGH underscore slice on the Twitter and slice on Broadway on the Facebook and the Instagram. And, uh, I let them know you heard about them here on the awesome cast. All right. We got a public service announcement, guys. So we talked about this little doodad last week, right? Ooh. Or maybe it was two weeks ago. Uh, but these uh, these these Step It Fit uh, items, <laughs> fitness trackers, if you can call them that. I don't know. Mine just kind of blinks a lot. Yep, there it goes. There it goes. Um, well, it's going to hurt you. It's going <laughs> to hurt you, apparently. So make sure uh, we, we were at McDonald's uh, earlier, and, uh, and there's a sign that says, please take it immediately away from your child. And redeem it for a free bag of apple slices or gogurt. What happens if they won't give him a toy? Don't give him a toy. Sorry about that. Here's your gogurt. Sorry I burnt you, kid. So um, just just since we were kind of kind of putting this over a few weeks ago, uh, I'm I I don't know. I, maybe I should hold on to it. Maybe it'll be a collector's item until it burns my desk. I okay. guess. Uh, or I should just go get me some gogurt. It is gogurt. It is gogurt. 
They got, you had me at Gogurt. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. All right. What else is going on of interest, guys? Katie. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm super interested in Katie's Bluetooth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so the thing. Th- there's a certain announcement coming up. Jillo, when is that announcement? With the Apple Next thing? Wednesday, the 7th. So there's rumors that this new Apple iPhone will only have Bluetooth capabilities, no place to put your headset anymore. And how am I going to listen to my sweet, sweet jams? It's very sad. Well, Griffin, if you're familiar with Griffin, they do a lot of great um, one-off products like that work with the, you know, give you... Uh, it's a really cool accessory place. Company. Company, I guess. And they're giving you this for $20. They will give you the capabilities to turn your headphones into Bluetooth. It's only twenty dollars, and that that uh, what I really like about that is if say you say you purchased a one hundred and fifty dollar pair of headphones, got my Beats by not, Dre. Yeah, you're you're not you're well even like some Bose. I mean, you can spend up to I think like four hundred bucks for a decent pair of Bose. I mean, now you have something that you can connect those up. Mm-hmm. And it's one cool. thing I thought was go ahead. Oh no, I was just to say I like the fact that it also has a thirty foot range. It's not bad. Yeah, six foot, six hours of charge. It's not bad. You can apply it to about anything, right? Mm-hmm. Anything you can pair for uh, Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. So, well, there you go. It's using the new. It's using the new Bluetooth four point one standard, which I thought it was pretty impressive. The other thing that was a little confusing to me, and I'd be interested in playing around with it. Um, they actually took and put a mic microphone built in to the clip. Which I thought was interesting, but my question was going to be, what happens if your headphones already have a built-in mic? Is that going to be canceled and it's just going to use the mic off the device? Because one of the things I'm interested in is that the headphones I'm wearing right now, um, I use these a lot to talk on the phone, mm-hmm. primarily because they go over both ears. Um, they actually have uh, noise cancellation that I can turn on and off. Um, the microphone is extremely well at canceling out background noise. Um, I don't know if you, you, you hopefully don't hear the hum because I've done a lot of tests to make sure you don't. I'm sitting right next to a window air conditioner. Um, it's oh, wow. on right now and you hopefully can't hear it. Not at all. Um, so it's, it, someone can open and close my door to the office. So you're not going to hear that. So uh, uh, this, these, this headset that I wear probably four days a week is extremely important to me. Um, and if I can't continue to use that, I have to find, um, some way to make phone calls or I'll potentially have to use a different cell phone when I need to make certain calls for work just so I don't have any background noise. So this is a side note here, but I was, I I was following through the article to the Moto Z that apparently also Mm -hmm. does not have an iPhone or a headphone Mm -hmm. jack. Uh, it also has a projector. Apparently, as part of it, one of those Pico uh, uh, projectors. So they kind of just threw everything <laughs> into this, didn't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, this is the Moto Z, and uh, yeah, it's a curious-looking phone with their projector. The Pico projectors are nice, that especially when you're trying to present. If you have a meeting with something, someone, and you just want to throw it up on the wall. Um, where where they kind of run where I've run into them problems with them and we have a couple Pico projectors around work is that um, 
it does need a pretty decent dark room. Mm-hmm. The lumens t- typically aren't that high. Yeah. So you are going to need to, to to either turn off or definitely turn way down the lights um, to get that working. I don't know if, if Motorola's found a way around that. Um, obviously, battery drain could also be an issue, but I'd definitely be interested in seeing that in action. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But Motorola didn't go out of business, and they don't have a headphone jack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I seeing this? Is this a modular phone? Like they've been talking about? It might be. Uh, it might be a foray into the project Aria. Because don't forget, they wasn't Motorola a spinoff of they bought. They had a, got a bunch of Google patents, and they were aren't they owned by Lenovo now? Yeah, I think Lenovo picked them up. Yeah, big speakers on the back, which apparently come off. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's it's okay, and even the Pico projector is kind of an add-on piece too. So, wow. LG tried this. Um, I'm not sure, 100 percent sure how well it worked for them. Right. Um, LG had add-ons that um, had a better camera. Um, they had an inter- an external 360 camera that almost looks identical to your uh, Theta. Um, Tacked onto a phone. A- That's crazy. Like they, theirs is like an insertable card that mm-hmm. goes in the bottom of the phone, and re- it kind of goes in where the battery goes in. And typically, the the, the cards come with an, an additional battery, um, additional battery life. But I'm guessing Moto's playing off of some of the the technology that Google came up with as Project Aura or Aria, I think it was. Hmm. Speaking of. I don't even know how to cross this over, but Google Plus is coming. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 what coming for all you? New Google Plus is coming for all users soon. Meanwhile, as we're chipping away at all of the features, and and made me mad apparently for no reason two weeks ago when I saw the Google Hangouts announcement, which isn't exactly what I thought it was. Um, but Google Plus is is getting up there. What, what what's going on with this, Chilla? So they, there was a preview last November that Google did, and they were they were updating their communities, their collections. Um, they were updating a lot of the UI pieces. Um, I I can't. I'm having a hard time. I had a hard time at the beginning. I continue to have a struggle with um, Google Plus in general. So it did surprise me. The, the interesting the question I have, much like I had last last week about. Um, Amazon's Echo, and is anyone interested in an additional pay service? Um, Google Plus, is anyone interested in their updates? Um, it is supposed to focus more around interests and make the new Google Plus more simpler. Um, they, they've rebuilt it from web, Android, iOS, so it's a consistent experience, blah, 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 blah. It sounds like they're adapting some of the some of their, their design methodologies, but Again, I, I, I still struggle with if I'm if I'm going to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I'm struggling to try to hit Snapchat as much as possible. Am I going to make it to Google Plus on a multi-time per day, either daily, weekly, etc. Time? I, I don't know. It's is it is it too little, too late? I can tell you, I never reinstalled Google Plus from months ago. 
Do you visit it on your PC? Um, like when I have notifications from the groups that I belong to, that's it. I'm opening it up for the first time in a while, and I'm having a um, maybe. Is this the new look here? Um, I'm getting the uh, you know, welcome to the new Google Plus. Amazing things made by passionate people. Let's go. And I realize I have the wrong screen up here. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up over here. Yeah, when you hit Let's Go, it brings you to the new. And and so far it looks a lot like like the Google Play Store, like that kind of that kind of mm-hmm. view on things. So if we pull it up here, yeah, it looks a lot like the Google Play Store. Uh, everything's blue. Everything no wait, am I? I don't know. It, it looks completely different on this other computer. Also, this is Windows XP with an outdated version of Chrome, so that might have something to do with it. Yeah, too. It probably can't handle the new. Well, I mean, look. New, so so right. this this is what it looks like now if you're on video. Um, you know, pretty flat. Uh, I mean, it just it just kind of looks like a website. That's it. Oh wait, I'm still posting stuff to it. Look at that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Good job. I didn't even know I posted that to the, that today. But uh, apparently, I'm I'm still cross posting some stuff to it. Uh, okay, that's cool. So if anybody does like come across our stuff, there, there's something going on. Uh, oh hey, this live stream is on there because I'm using YouTube. Oh, okay, that's that's cool. Uh, but uh, other than that. Yeah, wow, I'm cross-posting a lot of stuff that I forgot about on here. Here's something about uh, uh, USB Type-C cables, because, <laughs> sure, Google. Uh, but no, other than that, yeah, I, I kind of just kind of keep an eye out for um, what's going on in the groups. I get emails or I get notifications about that, and that's about it. So uh, I can't I can't see. There's still wrestling stuff going on here. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Um no, I, I, I can't get into it. Hey, you say, well, what's going to make me when I have all these other apps? I, I think the difference is you're going to, you know, you're going to get the people that says, man, I really don't like living in Facebook. Google Plus is the place for me. I don't know who those people are. They I, exist. I, somebody has to. Somebody enjoys this. Enough this people. is just a collection of cross posts. <laughs> maybe maybe that's just what yours is, but you know, but but the groups are. are I've definitely seen the groups kind of um, fall down uh, uh, in the recent months. The podcaster group that I belong to that was amazing is definitely kind of thinned out a little bit. I feel like uh, so, like to the point where I feel like it's kind of like a LinkedIn group, which are always useless. Please <laughs> prove me wrong. Find me a useful LinkedIn group. I don't know them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've been looking for a while. So even that, geez, I'm not even getting on LinkedIn these days uh, enough other than posting something once a week, you know? So I don't know. It'll be curious to see. It, it, I, I guess my, my point is, too, to, to some point, it gets difficult as you start to oversaturate yourself a, a, across all these different social networks. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not sure... I don't think everyone's going to be able to survive, and I'm, I'm surprised Google's – I guess my question is, does Google have more planned that we don't know about? Potentially. Hence the, hence the UI change and, and, and some of the stuff. Are we going to – I don't know. Is this going to be a source for uh, Allo, the, the um, kind of the chat text slash um, AI search? Is it going to pull stuff out of here? I don't know. Or is it going to put stuff here? It's going to be. Um, it's going to be Google Groups until until they finally decide they don't want to do it anymore. I, I can't see 
much they can do with this. I, who knows what they're working on in the background, but um, I, I just it feels like that kind of thing is going to die off. Like Google people shrug at you when you ask them about Google Plus. I think there's something up there. So um, let's corner a Google person and be like, "What's up?" What's I up did. With Plus? I actually did once. <laughs> I'm like, "So, how is Google Plus these days, Google person?" Um, but anyways, uh, well, well, speaking of, so I got heated a couple weeks ago, right, about Google Hangouts. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, so supposedly, I, I I read it as Google Hangouts on air were going to end in four weeks. And I don't know if I was reading the article wrong or somebody hit me up about it. And so I was already kind of tainted and read it a certain way. I was reading the uh, FAQs. How did I even end up here? But I ended up on the FAQs for Google Hangouts and YouTube Live. I I think I was poking around to see what they were going to replace it with. Because they said, hey, YouTube Live, is you got to use YouTube Live. I didn't realize, because this is how confusing Google Plus was. Because Google Hangouts, initially, you could only initiate by getting people onto Google+, right? Like, mm-hmm. Hangouts on there, anything else, right? And at a certain point, you could start initiating that in the live events on YouTube Live. You basically have a custom or you have a, a Go Live Now thing, right? That, that's basically Google Hangouts on there. They are eliminating the, the, the usefulness of being in Google Plus and being able to be in here on Google Plus to initiate that. You have to initiate a Google Hangouts on air, the streaming YouTube version, Hangouts on air, in your YouTube Live dashboard. That means this doesn't affect us at all. <laughs> After all that. Right, and that, that was, I think, and I think I posted on one of the comments around are you sure they're not just ripping it out of Google Plus. And I wasn't. I wasn't. Based on the article, based on my understanding of the article, it just looked like goodbye Hangouts on air, but Hangouts are going to be around, which perplexed the hell out of me, right? I'm like, how are you going to take that? And, and, and you're going to say, well, you can always just stream with a webcam, but you can't let multiple people in. I thought that was the most fascinating part, right? But, uh, and you know, I don't think I'm the only one. I feel like I listened to a Twitter, a MacBreak or something, where they had the same discussion. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people got nervous because that news article, those news articles, I, I think I was on vacation when they started the hit. It, jumping from news article to news article, I think the first one I read was like five sentences. And it sounded like they were information was just starting to trickle out. And I think people just took and ran with fear <laughs> and, and posted a lot of information that or, or hypothesized. And I, and I feel like we have a lot more to hear from Google before the end of the year. And especially as we hit 2017, um, I thought, I thought the way I read the original um, hangout piece was we're ripping it out of Google plus you'll still be able to fire it up from YouTube and I was reading between the lines to, to that being, hey, goodbye, Google+. Plus. Mm-hmm. If they're going to redo the whole UI, that really makes me wonder, is Google+, Plus going to be your launch board for a web-based Allo? Or Duo, sorry, the, the one-to-one video. Because when you, when you look at a lot of these technologies, like I think Hangouts does it really well, right? You can fire it up from any browser. There's apps across phones. They're, they're developing... 
um, duo to be the same type of way. Um, are we going to see that that FaceTime web version come out of Google Plus? Right. Uh, it, it makes sense that it would, though, right? Mm-hmm. Much like Hangouts was, and, and even and, and they are getting confusing because you know the, they don't even recommend using Hangouts as your primary SMS solution on an Android phone, which perplexes me. Well, did they run into the same issue if you leave? Does that cause a cross-platform issue? Kind of like the iMessage thing where you kind of get stuck in that. Right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll see. But 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 we're, I'm, I actually tried something different last night. Actually, uh, I didn't have this in a rundown, but I'll kind of talk about it a little bit here. Um, there's something called Smile Time. It's very beta, and the more I look at it, I feel like it's going to go the way of a blab because it looks like it's trying to do a very similar thing. And I actually read... So Blab.im we talked about, right? You, you got to put four people up, and it was like if you took uh, Periscope but with four people on Periscope, right? And if you get a chance, go there and read, because the, they're like, what happened? And they go through the article of the pluses and the minuses and why it worked, and they're actually redoing things. They found out, like, yeah, okay, yeah, a lot of people were on it. A lot of people spent a lot of time on it. Like, I think they said an average of 45 minutes. But they, they were aiming it that, you, that we all came on and did content, what ended up happening, people were coming out just to kick it and react and, and everything. And even when you were allowed to go back and watch things, there was like nobody did it. Because it's just the thing you logged into and hung out on, right? Like Hangouts. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting analysis of why that doesn't work, why Periscope doesn't work, why even Facebook Live is having problems with that now. Um, you really need really compelling stuff, Right. Um, I mean, hell, we don't get a lot of people here live, but a lot of people catch us afterwards. We kind of have a, a flip problem on that. Uh, Smile Time was interesting, and it was actually pitched to me uh, by way of somebody else, and, and, and I guess some CW shows or something use it, right? And it's got a really, really horrid interface, actually, for now. Uh, but if you go in, and we have a uh, Wrestling Mayhem Show channel. This is We actually experimented with this on the Monday Night Show. If you go to our Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook page, um, you can see how the video looked. So I'm able to, like, this would be my, imagine this is my webcam if you're on video, so there, there's, you know, it takes up the entire square. But you're able to take elements and GIFs. Oh, it's probably not going to work in this browser. Hold on a second. It's also really low. And you have three boxes on the left that you can put things. So you could put other people's video feeds in there, kind of like a Google Hangout sort of situation, and you can drag it to the center to kind of kind of uh, use that as kind of a, a video switcher of sort. It also has, Katie, you'll like this, direct search in Giphy. <gasps> so you can throw a GIF right in the middle of this. Uh, again, my resolution is really, really low. And, oh, here's one here. So I can throw a GIF right there, and <laughs> it's playing. <laughs> there you go. New Day's Dancing. Uh, so... I mean, it's a cool idea, and, and, and it taps into, and I was actually having a technical problem and had to recover my video from them. Um, it, it actually will, will stream directly to Facebook Live. So if you're looking for a way, a low-tech solution that you can just log in, like basically think Google Hangouts goes to YouTube, this goes to YouTube Live. It is super early. It's beta. It's glitchy. There might be some possibilities, but again, I kind of worry about investing in a platform like this in the long run. So, what's it? Wait, what was it called? I missed it, and I was having a hard time. I had to, I had to bring up the video because I don't oh, have smiletime.com. 
Smiletime.com. Smiletime. By the way, Smiletime, lots of things are called Smiletime. So, because <laughs> I was trying to look for some support for this, and uh, I kept getting just other random things called Smile Time, and it kind of got a little odd. Uh, if you go to, again, the Wrestling Mayhem Show's Facebook page, uh, or, or actually our YouTube page, because I, 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 I ended up getting the video. They, they kind of back-ended it to me since we kind of had a, a misconnection uh, there, and I thought I lost my video. Uh, but the final video is available, and I like the quality of the video. I really do. Like, I, I don't know why Google Hangouts, when I use it for, for uh, on-air, like the, the quality is pretty rough down here. But uh, here it is here for the video people. Um, and you see uh, a little bit of the guys on the left there. Uh, and, and it's a pretty cool format. It, it kind of shows their first name and last initial. <laughs> but other than that, like it, it, it was really smooth. Um, they said that when I first logged in that I sounded like a chipmunk. So something was weird there, uh, but you know it's beta and it's, and I think it's it's Chrome only. It's which Blab.im I think was to begin with as well. Uh, like did like, you did, did you sound like a chipmunk? Like you it was speaking in fast forward. I don't know. They just said I, I sound high pitch and like a chipmunk, and they were freaking out. So I've 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 seen that occur, and that's not. I'm guessing it might not even be a smile time thing. I've seen that on a lot of different platforms when. You're, they're trying to show something live, and their end has to buffer. They try to get you back up and all the participants up as close to real time as possible. I've heard it ha- actually happen on a lot of like voiceover IP systems where you're having a phone conversation. Obviously, they need to get those people up to speed to where they are, to where you are real time, so people can continue the conversation. So they, it's almost like they they put the the audio at like 2.5 X to, to get everyone up to that speed and you get that chipmunk effect. Yeah. Sometimes you see the video speed up, but not the audio. Like, yeah, I've seen that Mm -hmm. like on Hulu or something where things then just don't match up and then catch up and everything like that. So, I don't know. Katie. Hi. What do you want to talk about? There's a new Fitbit. Actually, there's a bunch of new Fitbits. Ooh. Or all kinds of Fitbitty things. Of course, after we just upgraded uh, Missy's Fitbit. Yes, guess what? They heard about it, and they created oh, new things. No. Yay! <laughs> so thank you, Missy Sorg. Uh, they are, there are some new trackers. Uh, there's a new Fitbit Charge, too. A little more streamlined. Oh, new heart rate and fitness wristband. Workout features. Guided breathing sessions. That's a big one on uh, the new ones, is the guided breathing sessions, which is pretty cool. Uh, the Fitbit Flex 2, much more low-profile. Uh, it's swim-proof. It kind of fits into um, think like either the bangles or the pendants, so you're not just you know you kind of be a little more fashionable when you have one of those. I think this is really interesting. If you scroll down, they have special edition gold series, which kind of starts looking a little bit like an Apple Watch, which is nice. Huh. So it's kind of on the fancy end of the trackers here, but I do like the gold. It does make it look really fancy and classy. And if you scroll down a little bit further, there's a section called Start an Adventure in the Fitbit app. You could trek across Yosemite National Park. They're working with three national parks, hmm. uh, Fitbit. And what you do is they, every day you kind of set up a, a new challenge, a daily destination or landmarks or treasures. Daily destination is you'll be challenged to reach a new destination along the trail. And um, they, what else? Blah, 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 blah. Take more, they, try to, they pay attention to the steps you usually take and kind of give you your own 
a little bit further so you can do it. Uh, landmarks is really cool. You'll see uh, Yosemite National Park in photos, but taken by an uh, actual world-class outdoor photographer. Um, so you'll be able to, as you're walking, get some beautiful panoramics. Um, they'll, as you look around, it'll just as you rotate your phone. So you can kind of enjoy the moment as if you were really there. And then treasures is along each route, you'll uncover more photos and collect fun facts, as well as health and fitness tips and mini challenges. They so put, now it, they put a lot into this. Yes, this is wow. it, this is really really cool. Um, they're gonna add like New York City. It looks like um, the the full TCS New York City Marathon route and a 5K set in Midtown Manhattan. This is all supposed to be later in the month. So this, it's really cool. It's Fitbit's really stepping up their game. Like this is this is nice. It's a lot of things in one simple tracker. Curious timing because uh, as we were talking about beforehand, the Pebble Two will actually release the, in September. Mm. Uh, so, which is going to include a lot of health tracking kind of stuff, uh, you know, just in the regular Pebble, not the not the higher end ones, just the the new Pebble Two. Um, it looks like it's going to look exactly like the other Pebbles, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but have a little bit more too, microphones and other kinds of uh, other kinds of uh, updates to it, updates to the hardware. But uh, wow, that's that's uh, that's pretty cool. I you know I, I feel like this is one of those things that like, well, when is this going to sync with my uh, VR gear headset and I'll be in Yosemite uh, kind of thing? But I think that's that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Hey, along those lines, uh, Leap Motion. I know uh, uh, Chilla, you're you're familiar with Leap Motion, right? I still somewhere around here. I don't know where it's at. I still have one somewhere. It's so tiny. It's not, it's, I don't think I don't I don't think it's plugged in. It's so tiny, but it, might be, it might be in a drawer. According to this article on Gadget, you might want to dust that off because Leap Motion wants to uh, one once picking up VR objects to feel believable. I know I had this problem when I was playing um, Office Simulator uh, on, on on the Vive, and here it's showing a picture of this. Basically, uh, the Leap was a, was a bar that kind of went like by your keyboard. And then you could move your hands over it, and it would move in 3D space in, uh, with the uh, demo that was running on on on, on the laptop. Um, uh, uh, Chilla actually demonstrated there, that here in the studio, uh, but they're they're showing it kind of strapped to the front of the HTC, so it would see your your hands kind of in front of your your face where where they would hopefully be, unless unless your hands are backwards. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, so it would. So what? So. So I'm trying to figure out how they're doing the the force of feedback on top of it. That's where I don't. I, I don't unless it also can measure like how fast your hand moves. I, I agree. I don't know how they're going to give you force feedback on your fingers, but they may be able to take a more natural, accurate. So most of the stuff that I've seen, you kind of close a fist around a device yeah, to, to kind of get the feeling of something. Well, obviously, if I want to go pick something up and my fist is closed because I'm holding this thing, it's very unnatural. So if you grab something, at least you're making the same hand motion. That's the only thing I can think of. I don't know how they're unless – they, unless you have some kind of gloves – I don't know how they're going to be able to accommodate any kind of feedback. They're talking mostly about like kind of the interactions in the game engines and how the phasers are pretty much off. 
Um, and they said the interaction engine uh, solves the issue by implementing an inter- alternate set of physical ro- physics rules, which trigger whenever your hands are uh, touching or inside a virtual object. Interesting. Uh, I'll be curious. There's, there's a lot of people kind of looking at uh, uh, all kinds of sides around virtual reality. I'll be curious to see what happens around that. So um, that we talked about earlier. Katie, what is happening with uh, this Google app crowdsource? Crowdsource. Uh, it kind of snuck up. It really kind of no fanfare. just kind of was noticed by some folks at uh, Android Police. It's only on Android, obviously. And in the Google Play Store, what it is, is it kind of, it, you sign, it, sign into crowdsource and it starts asking you questions about you. Like, what languages do you know? Like, where, what area are you in? And they want you to help kind of essentially crowdsource some translations. And what else? Uh, for Google Maps, uh, in, image transcription, and more. So essentially, it's just Google asking for your help as human beings. And, okay. so, and they're not rewarding you for it like a not, lot of other so systems I just, I just drop it in this app and say hey what's the sign say hey hey what is the sentence in in your language mm-hmm. you know. or what is it like it could be a lot of it ha- could have a lot to do with slang so like how do you pronounce the duquesne bridge because they're probably saying duquesne yeah um I, I could see it being for a for a lot of like local slang or yin speak around here um I could also definitely see it be for, and I've been seeing this a lot more in, I can't remember if it was Yelp or Facebook, but when we were on vacation, I was looking up a lot of places in Facebook and, and maybe it was in Yelp and Yelp. And I was, oh, it was when I was posting pictures in Facebook and when I was looking up stuff on Yelp, almost every place that I went, it asked me that if the times of the location were accurate. So, like, Jolly Roger Amusement Park in Ocean City, it was like, is it true that this place closes at 9 p.m.? while well, I'm posting pictures, and it's 10, 10.30, so no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, I found, I found myself being sourced for a lot of that type of data. So I could see Google doing the same. I could see them using this for map data, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to locations, even if they're asking if phone numbers are accurate if you're at a specific location. So I could definitely see this being meaningful and i could also see people wanting to provide information especially if google's current information is inaccurate i I like the way that if you um read about the app on on google play store do quick simple tasks that have a huge impact improving the quality of google translate your language google maps Uh, each micro task takes no more than five to ten seconds so knock away a few the next time you find yourself with a few moments to kill waiting in line at the grocery store train ride home every time you use it you know that you've made the internet a better place for your community i want to say how do you get the mass of people to use this thing other than just kind of curiosity i guess and then uh... i i see i see if someone tries to go in and put a negative piece of information or a negative review mm-hmm. about the accuracy of Google data, I could see Google spitting back, thank you for your input. Oh, and by the way, you want to make things better. Just just like Katie was saying, you want to make things better for you and everyone else. Use this app. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's interesting because the, the first comment under the reviews is the tasks are easy and quick. Questionable permissions. Again, with the Google questionable permissions for an app. Google needs my, Google needs access to your microphone. 
so it can ask you questions. Yes. There you go. All the it's just interesting. <laughs> Maybe you do need to like speak some things into it. What? How does? How do you say this? Duquesne, right? Yeah. Like I, I could see, I mean, and that's something that's always confusing to people too. Like when you install Facebook or, or maybe it's Facebook Messenger, it prompts you for access to your phone, your microphone, your camera. Like it asks you for a slew of access, but it's because the Messenger app can do all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Even if you don't think about it. Chilla, is Samsung, you say Samsung and Microsoft taking a preemptive strike against uh, Apple here? So, so it, you posted a story last night with, I, I think it was on Twitter with the, that cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I didn't actually get to see that commercial in its entirety, but I've been noticing a lot of the commercials come up about like, my Surface Book has extended battery life that my Mac doesn't have, which I, I kind of give an awkward eye to have. I've, I've spent time, a decent amount of time with both, both devices and, I'm not sure where they're getting it. The MacBook doesn't have ample battery life. But that being said, it's interesting because we're we're talking about Fitbit announcing new devices. We're talking about um, Microsoft commercials. Um, Samsung's announced recently rolled out the 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 Note Seven. We S three watch announcement that they're coming out with uh, tomorrow all of the everybody's announcing all of these stuff rather quickly and trying to flood the market with a lot of different devices i think all knowing that apple is definitely slated usually the first first week first full week of uh, september to typically give an announcement and then quickly have product releases um from mid-September through the end of the year, and then even into the spring now with the, the potential new iPad release timing. So so I definitely personally think that that everybody's taking kind of a preemptive strike knowing that that Apple's about to unleash its 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 holiday fury on on the <laughs> on on everyone that's looking for devices. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are. But I, I definitely, it, I'm seeing a ramp up in commercials for for everybody, um, even including Apple with with some of their new iPad Pro mm-hmm. commercials and what what would it like be like to have it as a, as a laptop? I think mm-hmm. is kind of their question. But it'll it'll be definitely interesting to see what they announce next week. But I'm also interested in what all these other companies because because when you're the first to announce, you're not always you're also the first to try to scramble to then compete. If, if the, the next company coming along has a better idea or announces some cool feature and you just announced your device a, a week ahead of time, you're typically going forward with your release and then scrambling to kind of, kind of come up with a revision a or, or 3.5 or, or whatever version um, to keep people wanting your device. Uh, the, the the thing that caught my eye was this thing from Verge with the Microsoft Surface commercial. Macs are as useful as a hat for your cat. <laughs> yes, and that, that was, was kind of interesting and fun. And I'm really and, glad and, I don't have to deal with these commercials on a regular basis on television that I don't watch. And personally, I, and and don't get me wrong, I like all the platforms, but there's a lot of things that keep me coming back to the Mac. And I I, I spoke about it last night on Twitter. It was there's no iMovie comparison. 
That was a good point. Like, there is no iMovie. It, it, this is this is something that YouTube stars were made using iMovie of all things, and you can't do that. I can go right. get Premiere for fifty bucks a month, twenty bucks a month, whatever, but I can't just have your thing. Like for what you pay, I think I feel like you get so much more just in the in built in software. I, I totally agree, and I, I mean, I have device. I, I have that old uh, MacBook Air that I keep around for for some stuff, and it's 2011, and iMovie rocks it. I, I, I mean, I'm running the beta. I, I don't have some of the bells and whistles that you're going to get with iOS, and uh, I won't be able to unlock it with my Apple Watch, but it's still it's still doing. Just fine. You know, rendering video and 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 right. I mean, right. I'm not I'm not doing anything crazy with 4K or whatnot. But to your point, I have Photoshop. Your basic I have stuff is perfect. I have the entire Adobe suite, and I'm still going back to Adobe Spark on my iPhone in order <laughs> to make up a lot of like promotional images. And Katie, I think you were looking at it too. You know, I mean, just like oh, I just throw this on my phone and do it there. It's easier that way. Yeah. I have a thing that does X and Y. It does two things and does them well. Okay, we'll just do it there. That's really all I need. Like that. This is that. Like this. This thing is a part of my workflow. Um, and and Adobe. I think I think Post is something available on Android as well. Uh, I think that's pretty incredible. Well, guys, I'm, I'm, uh, we, we we got through all this without a pie story. I know. Wouldn't it be awesome if this landed on like like uh, March 14th? You know, too bad. Too bad we're too far off for that. But, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Chilla is chillatech.net. At Chilla on the Twitter. Chilla Photo on the DeviantArt. Chilla579 on the Instagram. Come find me. Go get them. Go get them. And, of course. Go get them, Tiger. Katie Dudas at Katie Dudas on the Twitter. Scarehouse.com. All the scarehousey things. Mm-hmm. Scarehouse, scarehouse, and more scarehouse. Scarehouse Weekly. <laughs> a little bit of everything, I feel like, now. All over the place. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Guesting on people's podcasts. I just show up randomly. Yes. You don't even invite me. I just show up at your podcast. Yep, yep. I'll just be like, oh, they're doing podcasts the here. Podcast Crasher. <gasps> There's a good concept. Yes. Yes. That is a great concept. Oh man! There actually was that. I there was some oh. unplannedness on the "Does This Hold Up" podcast. They did it live at the uh, Comedy Fest, and somebody just rolled right in. I don't know, some famous Italian from Pittsburgh. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I I didn't know the name, but it was fun. Uh, but all right, and I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitter. Check out everything at SorgatronMedia.com. Uh, all the fantastic shows that we're putting together for ourselves and our clients. SidekickMediaServices.com. I need to remember to start plugging that. And uh, and so much more. Thank you so much for joining us again. Please check out everything awesomecast.net. Join us live.sorgatronmedia.com, 7 p.m. Eastern time every Tuesday. Uh, programming note, we might not be on next Tuesday. There's something that may be coming up. I have not confirmed it. Uh, but we did talk about it. Look, look, we'll, we'll, we'll put it on the site and social media, I'm sure, whenever we, we kind of narrow this down. We may just have the show next Wednesday or probably Thursday after the Apple announcement. That will make more Are sense. Are you going to the Apple announcement? I'm not going to the Apple announcement. It's on like a Wednesday. Come on, man. Come on. You'll be flying on, out man. Tuesday night, attending Wednesday, flying um, back Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> You'll be in back in time, tip-top shape for a Thursday show. Oh, I'm sure. Tip-top shape <laughs> indeed, right? Man. 
Uh, but check out everything. Awesome cast nut. Thank you. Thank you so much to our chat room, our live chat room over here. You've been our awesome chat room. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.